0: Three, two, and one. What is the deal, guys? What is going on? My name is John Hilton, and welcome to the One Up Nutrition podcast. We have our CEO Vadim Ordovan here with me. What's going on, One Up Nation? And today, our podcast is about training. Uh, Vadim, how and when did you first start training, and how did that change over time? I first started
1: training when I was around um, seventeen. It's right. I was playing soccer, and then. you know I was doing push-ups and pull-ups, all that kind of stuff to, you know to, to build uh, the body that I, the physique that I needed for, uh, to play soccer mm-hmm. and then um, kind of started getting older and I started looking at myself in the mirror and I was I'm short I'm five foot five, the best day and uh, I was very skinny too because I was playing soccer at that time I didn't want to put too much muscle mass on my upper body and um, I started thinking about you know dating and college guys are gonna be bigger and, you know I need to put on some muscle mass. Uh, so kind of did like a you know, self-assessment and decided mm-hmm. to, hey, I need to hit the gym. One of my buddies was already hitting the gym. He was a wrestler, so it was part of the his training regimen. Is
0: uh, gym or this is actually like Gold's?
1: This this is Gold's Gym in Syracuse, uh, in uh, DeWitt, uh, DeWitt, New York, which is in Syracuse, New York. Oh. Um, it's still there. Uh, huge, you know, Gold's Gym. Uh, that's, where I, that's where I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a choice to either go to Gold's Gym or Bally's. And sure. um, that Gold's Gym is where it had a you had a nice pool had a you know the cold and hot plunge uh and then that's where my buddy went uh the guy was a wrestler uh, still a good friend of mine, so we started going and started lifting weights um and kind of just learning picking stuff up he was showing some stuff because he was already uh, you know advanced he was li- he started lifting when he was fourteen and th- we were seventeen at this time mm-hmm. um and so he knew some things uh there were some guys there were um, trainers there uh, they liked us were young uh, so they would show some things to us a- and then um you know th- there was a couple bodybuilders i remember they were there at that time i didn't know anything about bodybuilding as far as like, a sport but i remember they were getting ready they were talking about getting ready for the shows and the prep and everything like that and they were like some of these guys would eat in between their sets i would watch them pull out the food and they would eat it and stuff uh and um Little by little just started learning. A lot of mistakes obviously made. Um, but um along the way just uh learned um how to how to train and then um obviously you start looking up stuff too. You start reading magazines, you start reading articles, uh you start watching videos, uh and um you know, just basically self taught. That's uh that's how I started training and at that time when you're younger i was trying to put muscle mass on and at that time I was just like lift heavier weights uh you know lift as heavy as you can and um you know that that was the main that was the main goal at that time just try to get bigger and bigger and um the diet at that point was not on point uh you know you think you know what you're doing but um it's you know when i was playing soccer i was used to eating a lot of carbs uh and i was still eating a lot of carbs but i now i had to up my protein uh you know uh, protein uh, i had to go up um and um you know it just that that continued for a long time i think i stopped really trying to put on muscle mass once i hit i to say maybe twenty four, twenty three. after that i didn't really uh concentrate that much but it was o- it was always like I, w- I would train I wouldn't train as you know with heavier weights I would just uh, tr- add more supersetting uh, more supersets and uh, more um, I train until you're uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, failure failure mm-hmm. exactly uh, and um, uh, but I was always uh, you know the diet started really kicking in I was like I I need to watch what I'm eating I need to you know do more cardio and I want to keep that slender look and uh, be shredded. Uh, So and then once I moved to Miami Beach, uh, everything changed even more because in New York you you know you have four months of um, staying in shape uh, and then it kind of gets cold. Everybody gets in that uh, bulking season and at that time uh, bulking season meant you eat whatever you want. It's not the right way to do it, really. I mean um, you put on a lot of a lot of more uh, fat than you really need to, Mm -hmm. and I was eating like you know Chinese food, orange chicken. um, But it's cold in
0: New York, so it doesn't matter. You're covered up, right?
1: Yeah, yeah covered up um, Miami's you know, not like that once you move to Miami then things change because now uh, now uh, it's you know twenty i mean uh, twelve months a year uh your shirt is off uh, beach season and uh, i started you know it's really started um trying to build a you know basically rip physique all year round more dieting more um uh, more cardio definitely more cardio and um yeah that's how that's where that's how really uh and now now i g- i gained weight again i'm trying to lose weight i did overmit over- intermittent, uh, intermittent fasting and lost weight now i'm uh then uh you know went off a little bit so i'm getting back into it nice. so um what about you john uh wh- how did you when did you start training and uh, how did it change over time
0: so i got like three steps to my kind of lineage here of the evolution of my own training um so i started at seventeen a lot of you guys know it from my uh previous podcast, I talk about getting hit in the head and then you know I had to stop playing sports and I joined the track team the track team had a gym and along with that gym I had a great trainer by the name of a guy's name is Garth Martin Um, his son actually Robert Martin is actually in the industry now he works for a competitor of ours but I keep in touch with him to this day and um, you know the guy had a huge impact on my life Garth put a weight in my hand at 17 and told me that I could do something with it. And uh, no one else in my life like really believed in that or thought I could lose the weight or build muscle or anything like that. He's like, anyone could do this. You just got to work hard at it. So he was the one that first instilled that uh, work ethic into me. Thank you, Garth, the man. Um, so I started there. 17, we had a, uh, a, a gym within the um, uh, preparatory school that I was at in Connecticut. And I was on the track team. I was not doing much for the track team. I did not like to run. I was not a big cardio person or anything like that. But I started with push-pull workouts, so Monday, Tuesday, well, Monday would be push, Tuesday would be pull, and then Thursday, Friday would be, uh, Thursday would be push, and then Friday would be pull, and then <coughs> sometimes we would incorporate legs in there <coughs> once to twice a week, uh, depending on the week on the um, the pull day and stuff like that, but um, I really didn't have an understanding of how uh, muscles work and uh, really, like, how to properly target the muscles and, and really... Um, get the pump that a lot of people talk about I was I was training more for um, people talk about it there's two styles of training there's you know hypertrophy and strength hypertrophy is going to be actually building dense muscle and you actually see it on the physique where strength is not always built muscle it's more or less just the ability to be stronger and more powerful Um, back then I was totally training for strength and the way you train for strength is very low reps and uh, long rest times, so I was you know, really just shooting it in the gym with my buddies. Like the notorious one thirty five bench was something that we all wanted, and then next was the two twenty five bench, which I'm sure hundreds and thousands of guys are in the same situation. But my whole goal was to get one thirty five on the bar, two twenty five on the bar, and just kill it. But uh, I was really aiming, you know, to to, to bring up my physique because when you walk down the street, no one knows how much you bench press, nor do they care but I wanted to look like a bodybuilder. I wanted to look like I actually went to the gym, not just be strong and powerful and good at sports, but have it translate over to my physique. So years and years and years of training went like that went by. And uh, I went to college, was getting incredibly strong. I wanna say it was probably the strongest um, time of my life where I was just focusing on strength, You know, really just benching and squatting and deadlifting, um, just tons with very low reps and very, very long rest times, You know, three to five reps I could see considered like anything over five reps to be cardio, and I kind of laughed at people that did it. Well, I was incredibly wrong. And uh, from college, I was in LA, and then right down the street from us was Gold's Gym Venice Beach. And I, I went there and had a you know abrupt understanding of of what real training was. Um, you know, I was told to leave my ego at the door, and uh, that's a statement that has stuck with me ever since then. It, it doesn't matter how much weight you technically lift; it's about how you look. So coming into the gym with the mentality like I need to lift more weight than everyone in here and everything like that was, you know, the wrong path for me trying to gain a physique. So I had a lot of bodybuilders come to me and actually strip plates off the bar and kind of reset my mind and how it worked and focus on squeezing and control and rep ranges between maybe like 8 and 12 and maybe some even up to 20. But 8 and 12 is really that hypertrophy range that most people are training in to, to add slabs of muscle and to get you that you know, that great look, that aesthetic look, not just stronger. So a lot, of, a lot of bodybuilders were able to educate me in that aspect. Guys from Will Harris to Charles Glass to the whole gym, uh, Gold's Gym crew. It's really changed so much over the past you know, 20 years. But um, from that, I've, that really had a huge impact on me. And I feel like those years I spent a lot of time, you know, really in the grudges, you know, really at war with the weights and then making gains. And then later, I you know moved to New York. I was getting my MBA, and I actually left that um, to become a trainer full time. And when I did that, I, I passed my Mat- and I NASM certification. And then in NASM, I was able to clearly see the difference between hypertrophy and strength. And they have a NASM periodization schedule and how to you know balance, incorporate all different types of training into your schedule in order to achieve specific goals you want, whether that's strength or hypertrophy. And uh, really, at that point, I was able to see why, um, you know, my training prior as a teen was yielding strength results. And then my training as a bodybuilder in, in Venice Beach at Gold's Gym was able to yield, you know, that that specific look. And uh, I got to tell you guys, the most important thing you can do right now when you come to picking a diet or picking training is figuring out your goals. If you are not aligning your goals with your diet and training, you're literally like, it's like getting in a car in California, trying to make it to Florida and not having a GPS. You're just like, oh, I'm going to go that way. You know, you might eventually get there, but it might take you a lot longer than if you had directions. So you got to get everything aligned. And that's something I preach and practice myself. So, um yeah, and that's really what changed for me over time is those three major steps. And maybe the fourth would be would actually be seeing that in my own clients and then watching them and then implementing programs and seeing their own style of training, then implementing another, and then watching them make games and how they were, you know, they're reacting to the training. You know, training itself is basically like a stimulus, and we're all, you know, organic, basically, like we're like plants. And that stimulus, you know, is is basically like the sun. And I, I say it like a a plant can grow and wrap around a pole just to reach the sun. Well, your training is gonna work in the same way. And if you stimulate yourself to, to grow thick muscles with, you know, good control and, and lots of pump and a good rep range and short rest periods between your, your training, you'll be able to to force your plant to grow in that specific way. Now if you take shorter breaks and you focus more on, you know, heavier weights and lower reps, you're gonna force that plant to just grow stronger, not as necessarily Bigger or more aesthetic. So, those are my two cents when it comes to training. It's really those three to four steps for me. Um, yeah, Vadim, what is your favorite style of training? How how are you doing that now?
1: I love supersetting. Uh, supersetting, and uh, you know, I switch it up. Uh, I'd say switch it up every four weeks. Um, you know, post-exhaustion uh, supersetting when you do a, a compound movement, and then right afterwards you do an isolation movement mm-hmm. with the same body part. So you do a bench press, and then you go do a flies. Uh, really exhaust the muscle, um, and or you can do supersetting where you're supersetting two different body parts. So you can um, do a back and with biceps, yep. and uh, you know, and then uh, chest with triceps because you're you are you are already working your biceps when you're doing back, and you're already working your ch- your uh, triceps when you're doing chest. Yep, and um, you know, you go back and forth. Uh, and I try to k- I keep the rest time to a minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a very hard time doing that a lot as we're, you know, growing this business. There's a lot of emails coming in, and uh, I have a hard time putting down the phone, and that fucks up your whole workout. So you know, make sure for me, it's more important right now that I'm getting back on track, is to keep the rest period very minimum. Uh, talking about, uh, you know, 45 th- uh, seconds, um, uh, 60 seconds the most after you're doing a superset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you know, keep the r- uh, rep range anywhere from 12 to 15 right now. Um, w- yeah. yeah and um, ma- to keep the weight keep the weight out say you know the last from from 12 to 15 uh, it becomes extremely hard um, but uh, you know you I finished the 15th rep, but it becomes extremely extremely hard to finish it so you, you guys have to figure out the weight uh, what that proper weight is yeah. for you what and is failure
0: for you you
1: know yeah what, what is the failure uh, and um and definitely make sure your form is correct. Uh, and guys, I made a mistake um, earlier in the, uh, earlier in the years where I I had this thing where, where I would take a whole month of December off, uh, prepare for the uh, for the midterms or the finals for the for that semester of college. And I was doing deadlifts and everything was good. I was mm-hmm. strong. Took a whole month off, completely whole month off. Took away my exams. Came back in January. Put on the same amount of weight, thinking that it's going to be all good. Well, it wasn't. I lost some strength. Uh, it, my form got messed up, and I actually injured my back. So L3 and L5, uh, my, I got herniated disc. So make sure you don't pick up heavy weights. Make sure your form is correct. Uh, can't stress that enough because, you know, I'm, I'm paying for it. I still have that injury, and it's been, like, what, 14 years now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, supersetting is definitely my to-go-to uh, style training. What about you, John? What are, What is your uh, style of training? Uh, has it changed over the years?
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's changed from when I was a teenager and I was lifting just for strength and low reps and lots of break time and stuff like that. And then, you know, it evolved into bodybuilding and more hypertrophy, stuff like that. Um, now I, I don't even basically train. I may be training three days a week with bands and 20 to 30-pound dumbbells. I'm just injured. I can't, can't do what I used to do. Um, but it's just, it is what it is. Uh, my favorite style of training, though, would be like intensity amplifiers, which is kind of what Vadim just covered—the supersets. So supersets, uh, rest pause, uh, rest pause would be when you, you you finish your reps, you train till failure, and then you're gonna put that weight down for a specific amount of time. Um, you know, not very long, maybe 10 to 20 seconds or something like that, and then you're gonna look to complete um, a couple more reps onto that set. What that's going to do is going to push your body beyond failure. Along with the superset, same thing. You're going to train a specific way, you do your dumbbell curls or whatever, and then you'll go on to a, uh, maybe a cable curl or something like that, pushing the muscle further into failure. Um, and what I mean by failure is it's as many reps as you can get, right? So um, it's as many as you can get without breaking form, right? And then after that, everything beyond that is, is past failure. So the ones I said was supersets, uh, rest pause, Drop sets would be another one where you actually strip the weight off once you've hit failure. Now you're going to strip the weight off, wait a specific amount of time, or go straight into it, and then uh, keep going. And then uh, force reps. I, I love force reps. I really owe a lot of uh, the gains I made on my physique to the force reps. And that's where you're, you're lifting to a point where you're hitting muscular failure, and then you have someone else come in and then help uh, complete those reps. Um, so what you're doing there is you're hitting failure, you're not stripping the weight. You're not changing the exercise like supersets or uh, drop sets. You're not taking a break like uh, you know uh, rest pause. You're going straight through it. So it's it's incredibly painful and hard to push those past those last couple reps um, on the f- the first part of the set, and then you have the fourth part of the set where it's excruciating. It's extremely hard, and I truly believe that it's those last reps. That that gets you growing. You know, you're pushing yourself way beyond the, what the, the body's normally doing. And like I said before, the body's like a plant; it's organic. So if you give it that stimulus way beyond where it needs to be, it's gonna have to catch up. So next time you do that, it's got the the base and the stability to to handle that kind of stimulus or stress. So um, you know, that's that's how I saw it. You know, really intensity amplifiers and, and training past failure were um, were some of the best things that I, I ever tried to make gains but on the other end i have to say it like a lot of the past failure training put me in the position i'm in now so if i could do anything differently going back and if i had any advice uh, for someone moving forward it would to be to, to to just gauge it correctly you don't need to go past failure on every set i became like addicted to it man i wouldn't go to the gym if i didn't have a training partner to force force rep me through everything it was crazy and if i was there by myself i would just destroy every set to the max, you know, it, it made my training a lot shorter than most people's because I literally just blew myself out. But I think I pushed myself too far at certain points. So if there's anything I could say is find that balance and get proper rest. And, and then of course, of course, align your, your goals with your training and your, your diet because you're lost without that. You're, you're heading down a path you're never going to find an end to. Uh, but Dean, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting off? Like what would you say about training for them?
1: you know don't grab the weights that are too heavy for you mm-hmm. learn the form that's you know uh that's very that's very important uh if obviously like you said align your goals yep. what are you what are you trying to get are you trying to get stronger you're trying to grow muscle um and uh, be patient guys uh, yeah some be of these, patient you know some of these guys uh, like you guys see on instagram or you guys see in magazines uh you, you need to understand that t- these guys have been training for 10 15 20 years. That's a long time. It didn't happen in 90 days. It didn't happen 12 days. Uh, I mean, in uh, 12, you know, uh, 12 weeks, uh, it, it happened over many, many of years of hardcore training. Uh, you know, these people put in a lot of time, mm-hmm. a lot of effort, a lot of effort, and they have they have a lot of education uh, behind it, too. Um, so maybe uh, possibly go find uh, go find a, a trainer, somebody who can you know train you from the beginning maybe you set you up so you probably will probably get find out how to do the right things quicker so you're not wasting a lot of time and potentially getting injured too mm-hmm. that's uh that's something I did not do but I now looking back it probably would have been good to hire like you you hired uh, yeah. you, you had a trainer I had a
0: trainer since I started since the day I lifted away and I've had maybe eight trainers throughout my lifetime and I've been one myself so I'm, I see it from all angles and yeah I have to say hey getting someone that knows the ropes is a huge benefit, you know. And then yep. going in there with an ego, especially as kids, you know, it's it's hard to gauge things when you're a teenager. When you you know you see a hundred pounds, two hundred pounds, 300, 500 pounds, you don't really know the difference between two and five. So it's easier to injure yourself because you haven't had the uh, experience of of just training and understanding weight and how it feels and what it can do to you.
1: But we both agree. I uh, th- think that uh, if you guys pick up the weights and uh, make training part of your Daily, like yeah. your lifestyle, you'll bring a lot of positive into your life,
0: guys. 100%. 100%. Just do it in the correct fashion. And I don't think there's any age that's too early to start. I think there was like a huge stigmata people saying it's going to stunt your growth and all types of stuff like that. Like, I think people say that because they just don't want kids in the weight room and uh, having them possibly injure themselves and stuff like that. So, just getting started is just a huge milestone. So, doing it is just that's everything right there. Start. Don't. Don't procrastinate.
1: I stopped growing before I started lifting weights, guys.
0: So it wasn't the weights. (laughs) 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 I think a huge myth would be that uh, lifting weights makes women bulky. It's definitely... uh, We could do a whole podcast on that one by itself, you know? So uh, that's definitely... That's not true. All these fit chicks you see right now, they all lift weights, and they do not look bulky, man. You know? The only other people that look like that are female bodybuilders and they're doing a lot more than an average girl in the gym and they're putting all types of substances in their body that are not good. So that's the only way that chicks are gonna look like that. So if you're a female and you're scared about lifting weights, I would not be worried whatsoever. Yep. And then diet is most important on top of the training. Just aligning them all and, you know, really aiming for that goal you want. I'm trying to think. What other misconceptions? Vadim, you think of anything?
1: I mean, maybe back in the, back in the day, it was like, if you lift weights, you're like dumb or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Before, but that, you know, that was a long time ago, I think. Meathead uh, stigmata or something yes, like that. Yeah. You know, not Now, everywhere you go, there's gyms. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the lifestyle for many, many people. hmm And now with the help of social media. It's become, it has become even bigger. Yep. And, um, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, that was used to be probably one of the ones, so. Uh,
0: I think a lot of people will be like, I got to hit the gym and they'll go in there and be like, I got to lose weight. I got to lose weight. Let me do cardio. Let me do cardio. And they just spend all their time doing cardio. When here's the truth. If you lift weights and you build the muscle after you lift the weights, your body's going to be burning a lot more calories, lifting the weights, number one. And then it's going to need a lot more calories to sustain the muscle. It's growing from lifting the weights. So you'll burn more. So you can eat more food as you lift more and more, where cardio, you're not building anything. There's nothing to feed. You're just slowly kind of burning off, burning off, burning off. So for someone who's just starting, I would highly recommend hit the weights over cardio. If you had a chance for 40 minutes in the gym, you know do, do weights for 30 minutes and cardio for 10. Always go to the weights first. It's gonna be better for you in the long run, trust me. It will burn more body fat and you will have a greater physique. 100%. Don't be a cardio bunny that does nothing for no one unless yep. you just want to be skinny.
1: And if you only have 10 minutes for cardio, then definitely do high-intensity cardio. Yeah. Just make, make it the best use Still, of it. Still, I would
0: argue if you only had 10 minutes, though, mm-hmm. do weights, right?
1: Well, yeah. oh, no, I'm saying if you had yeah. 30 minutes of uh, weights and yep. then 10 minutes left over for cardio... Yep,
0: do high-intensity or yeah, something Yeah,
1: high-intensity like with that 10 minutes mm-hmm. to play with. Uh, steady 10-minute cardio is not really going to do
0: anything. hmm It's true. You want to get the most out of your time. Maximize it in there. All right, guys, so that's the end of our podcast today. Um, If you guys would like to hear anything on this podcast specifically and you're watching on YouTube right now, please leave a comment below. Uh, We'd love for you to like and subscribe, but we'd love some comments and uh, engagement for you, and we'd love to bring you guys uh, information and content that you'd like to hear. So we'd love your feedback, and uh, until next time, over and out. Vadim and John, thanks.